I'm Kennedy, and you're listening to the I Care Too Much podcast. Please tell me you're not on the toilet or something. <laughs> sound, nah. sound, that's the sound of contentment right there. Let me tell you. Man, yo, I'm so content, bro. Yeah? <laughs> yes. I'm so content. That's good. But Uncle Palmer, how you doing? I'm doing. Yeah. Wait. I'm hanging out. It is too hot outside. It really is. Yeah. Wait, what's yeah. what's the what's the what's the temp up there? Eighties. Yeah, Legit. when I was walking oh. home, it was like close to ninety. It was like eighty-eight. I don't yeah. want to hit none of y'all complaining <laughs> because it was ninety-six degrees in Atlanta today. Ooh, <laughs> Atlanta! Oh boy. my god! Yeah, and the awesome. AC in my apartment is not working right now. No. Oh, so I'm in my car with oh, the, wow. with the engine yeah. going and the AC on. Wow. <laughs> oh no! I yeah. feel for you, brother. Y'all got some fans pumping at least. We we, we got the selling fans, you know, and they helping a little bit. But <laughs> they just circulate they, heat. They yeah, right, they right. They moving. <laughs> they moving the heat around <laughs> from one space to the next. Right, man. right. Dang. Well, okay. So this is a special episode, right? Yes, yep. yes. And uh, we don't have any guests. Actually, our guest is our host, and our host is our guest. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> My brother, uh, yes. Jethro Bodine, yes. aka or better known as Jerry Burgess. My Jerry man. Burgess. Yes. If you've been listening, if you've been paying attention, you've probably heard us mention. My brother Jethro has three children. Yes. And. A particular situation. It's a situation. And they're all four. Yeah. They're all four. They're they are all four years old. They're yep. all four years old. And um, so I've always wanted him to express how this came to be. Yeah. Um, and do it constructively. Right. And we're going we're going to do this, and I'm going to set the tone here because we're, you know we're doing this in the vein of respect for all parties involved. Yeah. And. For also the thought that these children will one day become uh, listeners of this show, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna remain in the vein of respect and and non judgment, uh, and I'm imploring our listeners to do the same. Yeah, is that fair? That, yeah, that's super fair. That's super fair. Now, uh, brother Jeff, yes, sir. If I could call you down to the, <laughs> you can call me to the to the testimonial <laughs> to the pulpit. <laughs> Uh, give us your side of the story, man. Give us your rundown. Um, okay. Take us, take us to day one. Take a, us, take us back to. I'm gonna take you guys back to like, I guess you would call it ground zero. Ground zero. You know, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take you back to ground zero, and this, and this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain the story from my vantage, in depth, and at the end of it, you know, um. If you guys have questions, then, you know what I'm saying, fire them off because, you know, I'm super open about it. 
you know, I don't have no reservations about it. Nothing like rattles me at this point. So, you know, the floor is yours, brother. Okay. So we're going to start with, let's start with July of, no, we got to go back a little farther. Let's start with September of 2012. Okay. So um, my girlfriend at the time, she tells me that she's pregnant and I'm super excited. And, um, you know, during this time, like, you know, it was just kind of surreal. You know, I, I hold like the position of father in like high regard. And, and that's where I got to give you, L, like, you know what I'm saying, your props or whatever, because um, just in the like how I look at fathers, like, you've always been, you know what I'm saying, that person I leaned on, looked at, um, just Thank holding you, that position or whatever, you know what I'm saying, to make, you know, um, to just strengthen and, and encourage me or whatever. So, um, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, man, you know. <laughs> so, um, I found out about it, um, and I'm super hyped. A month later, I find out, she, you know, um, the young lady calls me, and she tells me that something's going on and it's not right, and she doesn't understand, like, what's up? Mm-hmm. Um, long story less long, she is having a miscarriage. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So she's having this miscarriage. Um, and it's devastating. It's devastating yeah. for her. You know, and we always think about how devastating it is for the woman. You know what I'm saying? And it certainly is, and I wouldn't want to take anything away from that. But, um, you know, I had expectations, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I just knew I was going to be a father and I was hype about you, it. You I was ready. ready. In your mind, I mean, of course ready. it's devastating for you too. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, but I, I don't think that, like, when we look at, you know, a lot of things between men and women get kind of ranked, you know what I'm saying? So, um, my, my pain kind of had to be put on the back burner. Because I, I kind of had to like support her in that moment. Yeah. My feelings kind of didn't, you know, and this is just my feeling. That my feelings just didn't really matter at the moment because she was going through the physical trauma yeah. and the emotional trauma, mm. you know. Um, so I would say like our relationship kind of got rocky at that point right. um, because I, I really didn't know how to express how I was feeling. Um, and we just kind of moved through it. So like I told you guys, this was September of 2012, you know, we're chugging along, you know what I'm saying? Like we're having disagreements, you know, I'm feeling away. I'm not expressing this, not expressing it or whatever. So, um, so y'all never really talked, we never really talked about it. Nah, we never really had a in-depth conversation about feelings about it. We just kind of brushed them under the rug and moved past it. You know, and I would check in with her to see how she was feeling about it, you know what I'm saying, to kind of make sure she was good. Yeah. Um, and in my opinion, I think she kind of really tried to put on a brave face about it, like to just kind of be like, No, I'm good. I'm you know, you know, I'm all right. Okay. Um, which kind of you know, turned into both of us kind of putting on that brave face. Right. I'm gonna be strong right. for you. And, and it, it, it turned right. into us being strong for each other. And both of us were like weak in that moment, you know? 
Absolutely. So we're going to fast forward to like July of 2013 <laughs> and everything kind of came to a head at that point. Um, we were at odds like frequently. Um, I was kind of doing things that um, to be to, to be quite honest was like out of character for me. Um, and at that point, I kind of made the decision to um, end a relationship. Okay. Made the decision to end the relationship, but um, to be completely transparent, I didn't express why. I just ended it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, at this point, there's a lot of things going on with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm dealing with the pain of, you know, of the situation that I thought was going to be and it didn't turn out to be what, you know, I, I thought it would be. Right. Um, and it was just, a, you know, a few other things going on. You know, I hadn't progressed, you know, to where I thought I should be at that point in life. Um, so sure. I was battling at that point. I was battling a little bit of depression and I didn't know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know it at the time, but um some like my actions just became like a whole lot more extreme than you know they have been in the past. Like, um, so give you you turned up yeah, the ball, you the kind of mess. Exactly. What, what, like, were you, I, what were you doing? Um, and, and L can speak to this part. You know what I'm saying? Like out here being a thought. Being a thought. <laughs> out here being a whole a thought. what a thought a thought. <laughs> You gonna have to go to Urban yeah, Dictionary yeah. on that one. <laughs> okay, but, but but more than that, you know what I'm saying? Like I was abusing alcohol, mm. um, and when I say abusing, like um, to give you like a little small snippet of this story, like I was, uh, I remember one day, two weekends in a row, I was supposed to go to jail for a DWI. <laughs> two weekends in a row. So the first weekend, me and my boy uh, Bear were out. We were out in uh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. and both of us were drinking. And I told him not to drink so he could drive my car back or whatever. And he gets like over the top drunk. So I'm like, "Listen, I gotta make it, make us, you know, get us back to DC or whatever." And so I hop in the car against my better judgment, get behind the wheel, intoxicated, and the police pull us over. Mm. And I don't, I, you know. Everybody has their own belief, but I feel like God was watching out for me this day because the police officer that pulled up to the car gave me an ultimatum. He told me that you can either go behind this car, I mean, go behind uh, bars. This no, no, go behind this um, development that I was like kind of close to at the time and go to sleep, and then wake up and drive back to DC when I was feeling a little better, or I can go to jail right now. So, of course, you know, I took the former. (laughs) I took, you know, I made that decision, you know, and we pulled and, you know. But a week later, I'm actually driving in the car with a fifth of vodka and a cup full of alcohol just drinking as I'm driving. Wow. That's like in Mad Men. Yeah, well, yes. (laughs) Yes. 
That's um, some Don Draper stuff. Right. <laughs> right, right. Don Draper was a right. guy. <laughs> sure was. You know, and so, you know, during that time, I just really wasn't making great decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was masking the pain of just all of the things that were, like, affecting me in life. And, um, you know, it, it, it kind of became too much. So, um, my the, the first scenario was um, I met my daughter, who's my my daughter's the oldest. Okay. Um, she is well, they're all four, <laughs> but <laughs> she will be five years old August second. Oh hey. And mm-hmm. so I met my daughter, my daughter's mother, um, kind of around September of 2013. Mm-hmm. So I met her, and kind of the way I met her like it was kind of like a she does music so you should meet her but she was attractive too so Mm -hmm. while I was on the music you know what I'm saying like I did recognize she was attractive too and I was like you know oh cool you know what I'm saying so um, I would send her music she would send me music we would critique each other you know and it was just kind of cool so um, I had created this song about my mom and like I sent it to her and she wanted to like get in the studio and record it. So I made the trip up to New Jersey where she's from to record this song. And this weekend didn't, it didn't pan out the way that I thought it was going to. Um, Long story short, we never recorded the song. I ended up meeting her whole family. And (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, right. So her, her whole. Hey, meet my great grandmother who's yes, ninety-eight. That's exactly how it was, though. Wait, though. There was so, really wow. a ninety-eight-year-old grandmother. It was really a ninety-eight-year-old grandmother. Wow. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. A little bit too yes. intimate. Oh, oh, wow, wow. So you know, I had my frustration about the situation because I don't want to make a scene or whatever. So, um. But everybody's looking at you as an outsider I'm, at this I'm, point. I'm, I'm no, sorry. I mean, look at me, looking at me like an outsider. Are they warm? But I'm, I, like, in their eyes, I'm Bay. Oh, I'm okay. Bay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Wait, so yeah. you show up yeah. there, you show up there, and she's like, well, actually, we're going to these family events? No, I never got the heads up that we were going to these family events because what happened was I got up there Friday after, like, Friday evening. Mm-hmm. And we had a studio session <laughs> scheduled for Friday evening. And apparently the studio session got canceled. Now I know that happens because, you know, L, you know, plenty of times we've yeah, you know, we've it you know, it happens. It happens. It sucks when oh, it happens. It does, it happens. yeah. So, you know, it got canceled. And um she told me that, you know, well, we'll schedule with my sound guy for the next day. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was the move. The schedule with the sound guy was the next day. And we go to, I want to say we go to IHOP. <laughs> yeah, we, we go to IHOP to eat before. Good, good stories involved. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it involves maple syrup. <laughs> right. So we go to, uh, we go to IHOP and I'm thinking that we're on our way to NYC. Because at this point she's living in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Gotcha. Um, but we are on our way to Plainfield, New Jersey, 
which I didn't find out until we actually pulled up. So when we pulled up to the house, I'm like, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> what? Um, and she's like, yeah, we just, you know, stopping past my family house before we go to. And I'm like, nah, because this is a little bit late in the afternoon. Like, what's going on here? So I keep it cool. You know, I go in. I speak to the family. You know, you know how I am, L. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, we having a good time or whatever. And I'm not really having a good time, but I'm I'm keeping a brave face just so I don't spaz on nobody. It's just but awkward. it's super awkward. Like everybody's looking at me like New Bay or whatever, and I'm like, eh, nah, that's uh-huh. not what this is. So, um, when when it's time to leave. You know, she's apologizing and saying, like, oh, I know we're supposed to go to the studio and this, that, and third. He counseled again. And I was like, yo, like, when was you going to tell me? And why'd you bring me to your family's house? So, um, to kind of skate past the story, I, I ended up staying another night um, because I was, I, I was supposed to have a uh, hotel room. And um, I counseled my hotel room because she said she had an extra room in her house that I could stay in or whatever. Oh, man. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you know, okay. you probably don't remember this, uh, bro, but I actually rolled out to come down, to come back home to go uh, paintballing with you. But we ended up not going. But I ended up leaving early, and I wasn't supposed to go. This was like October 2013. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah, Probably yeah. Now. But we were supposed to we were supposed to go paintballing and I ended up just leaving in the middle of the night, you know what I'm saying? Because like it was just that whole situation was just super weird. So oh, fast okay. forward to December of twenty thirteen. Um and I, I, I need to explain this part correctly because um my middle son, Masai, um, he's also four. <laughs> His mom and I were friends when we were at Howard University. Uh, we were really cool. We were really tight. Um, there was no, you know, it wasn't no barriers crossed. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't one of those things where she was like, we cool, but we, you know, doing this, that, and the third. So um, I want to make sure I give credence to that. Um, I go out to California to visit one of my really good friends and um, this is why the part of the story about the miscarriage is important. Um, because I had been dealing with it and dealing with it and self-medicating and I didn't realize what was going on with me. But while I'm out in Cali, I see this guy at the mall. He has his, uh, he has his daughter around his neck. And like, that thing hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. And so I'm like, man, like, why am I feeling this way? You know what I'm saying? Like, we we all at the bar having a good time at the spot that, you know, inside of the mall that we're at. Yeah. Um, And I, like, seclude myself. And everybody's having a good time. I'm over here to the side. And I'm like, you know, um, I won't say crying, but I was, like, kind of sulking and, like, feeling low or whatever. And I, I didn't understand what was going on with me. Yeah. Um, and I made the mistake of putting how I felt or just kind of like a piece of how I felt on social media. Ah, uh, okay. And so 
since this young lady and I were friends, you know what I'm saying? She hit me up on my phone, like not on social media like everybody else was doing. She had, she hit me up on my phone and she was in California at the time and was like, you know, hey, what's going on? I saw your like your message, like, what's going on? I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm just having a rough time right now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what it is or whatever. She was like, all right, well, look, I'm going to come see you. Like, I'm going to come check you out, see what's going on because, like, I just I ain't like that that message you posted or whatever. So, um, like I told you, I was at the bar. And like I told you guys, like, I was abusing alcohol at the time. So, um, she comes to my boy that I was telling you about. She comes to his house, and that's where I'm staying. Um, he ended up going somewhere else. So, when she comes there, like, it turns into something totally different. Like, I told you, like, she and I were, like, friends. It wasn't no... It's just you and her at that it's, point. It's she and I at that point, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, mm-hmm. you know, we have sex. The, mm-hmm. the only, Netflix and chilling. Right, the only time that we have sex or whatever, so... Netflix done ask you, are you still watching about two hours right. ago? <laughs> are you still watching? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nobody hits anything and mm-hmm. it just turns... Mind your business, Netflix. <laughs> right, right, Mind right. your business. It just turns off. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um you know, after you know the, the, Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Hold, hold on, it's, it's too many it, I, I feel like we go through the story mm-hmm. and uh I'll probably forget some some vital questions here. I yeah, got no, I, I got Yeah, that's the way. Uh did you have a condom? Yeah. Handy. I had a condom and I wore a condom. Every time. Well, so when you say every time, up until this, point. up until this point, every time. Okay. Yeah, I got a condom on every time. Um, Did it break? Let me let me explain this time in particular. Okay. I had a condom on during this time. You know, again, I had been drinking, and you know what drink kind of does to us. <laughs> For me, especially brown liquor. <laughs> so after, you know, we finish, I go and dispose of, you know, the condom or whatever. And I'm ready to go again. And that's the moment. That's that moment where, like, I kind of make the wrong decision. Sure. Because I go back in, and at that point, I don't have a condom on. I got you. Right. So, um, and his bombs over back. Bombs over back, Dad. <laughs> yeah. So, um, to to kind of speed up, just you know, to to get past this part of the story, um, I get. But 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 hold on. What about what about uh, what about in New Jersey? Okay. So oh yeah. So so go back to New Jersey. Um. So, well, did you have a did you have a, a wrap on? Oh yeah, I had a wrap on, but I bust through it. Okay, you know what I'm saying. At that point, like I'm, you know, um, I think it's important for people to know, and it's not a, I'm, you know, like I said, this is a non-judgmental zone. Yeah. I just think it's important for people to know and hear because this is your story is somebody else's story. Yeah, right? yeah indeed. So and this this know, is one of the this is one of the gems I would drop on people or whatever. Like I always had a an issue with wearing magnums. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like people talk about them all the time, and I feel like you know 
stereotyping. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Con- condom, all condoms fit, or we think. Because <laughs> cl- right. clearly they don't. <laughs> but right. all condoms fit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need the clout of, of walking around with a with a magnum. So, you know, I would get the rib Trojans. Oh, okay. You out here, yeah, you out here living fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in, in both of those cases, like I had I had the rib Trojans or whatever. So um Anna Palmer, you have any questions? Me? Uh yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sure you will at the end of this thing. I'm sure you will. So Oh, actually, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go ahead. I go do. Ahead. I do. Okay. So uh, currently in the story we have New Jersey woman and um, college friend. Yes. And so you ex girlfriend too. Right, right, right. So, yeah. but in New Jersey, we hear that you know she was just not cool, right? But y'all hooked up anyway. Yeah. Okay. And what is the timeline with, um, between that and college friend? Okay, so I kind of missed a piece of this story because um, New Jersey, after that weekend, she and I didn't speak. Okay. Like, I was so upset about that whole situation that I didn't speak to her at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't speak to her again until November. Um, she said that she was coming to D.C. And she and I were actually supposed to go um, to the studio in D.C. Mm. Um, shout out to my man, uh, Sherman Merman. <laughs> oh, was it Merman? Mm-hmm. Sherman Merman. Yeah. <laughs> so is that we a real supposed... name? I'm sorry. Is that... No, yes, no, he, really. Yeah, yeah, that's my well, name. No, I forget his last name, but uh, Sherman, that's my mm-hmm. man. Sherman's his real person. Eric Sherman. Oh, Eric that's Sherman. Eric name. Sherman. Okay. That's, that's... Yes. Yeah. That's we were supposed to link up with him and go to the studio. Sure. And I won't get into the out because I don't know where he at he's at in his career. So I won't get into the the story of that. Sure. But basically we, we weren't able to do it. Okay. Okay. So um I'm gonna start calling this woman studio fail instead of Yeah, that's that's studio a great that's a great name. <laughs> that is a great name for her, Studio Fail. So wow, so it wasn't meant to it be. Wasn't. <laughs> so um, we didn't make it to the studio. Um, parts of this story is kind of, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to go into the speculation or whatever, but like we basically we made it to her brother's house because we went out. I I wanted to, you know, what I'm saying. Um, kind of uh, buy a little, little bit of time before we were supposed to go to the studio. So we went to this little spot, hung out, drunk and all that. And we end up at her brother's house. Wait, her... So it's not even just studio fail. It's studio fail and here's my family. Right. Yes. Yes. So her, her, This is some kind of duality. Yeah. Here. Let me tell yeah. you. Her, her brother lives in, in a part of Maryland that's not too far from me. Okay. Um, at the time, and so, um, Wait, I'm not sure. You, this is like so. Um, this is such a sidebar. But you lived in DC. Yeah, uh-huh. of course you did, because you went to high school with. Yeah, I went to Coolidge. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. 
okay, okay. Don't mind me. Um, when I, my, my parents, I went to Howard University too, right? right? So at this point, I'm in the story. I'm, I'm, I think I'm. You at her brother's house? Yeah, I'm at her brother's house. Are, are okay? Are you procreating at the brother's house? Um, her brother's house is where my daughter was conceived. So that mm. would be a yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So we know what happened in Cali. Um, right. with college friend. Is yep. that what you say, Anna right. Palmer? That's right. You're okay. For college friend. College friend. Okay. So. Um, I make it back to, to D.C. and I'm, I'm still feeling the way that I'm feeling. I'm, I make it back to D.C. I want to say after New Year's. Um, and there's something going on with me and I don't know what it is at the moment, you know, at that moment, at that present moment. Um, but I can feel it. Mm-hmm. So over the next two weeks, I'm like feeling kind of sick and I'm not sure what's going on. Um, Long story less long, I had a virus that was attacking my liver. Oh. Now to go back right. to go back a little bit in the story, like um when I told you guys I was feeling some type of way when I saw the father who had had his daughter around his neck. Yeah. Um my ex girlfriend and I hadn't spoken at all during this time. Like no text, no call, no hey big head, no <laughs> no Instagram, no Twitter, none of that. We hadn't spoken at all. Um, and I ended up reaching out to her that day just to to see how she was feeling because I know if I was feeling this way at that time, she had to be feeling away. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially during like the Christmas season. Um, so we 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 talked via text. We didn't even like it wasn't even a phone call, but we talked via text. And, you know, we kept it like that. But I got really, really sick. And when I say really, really sick, like, almost died sick. Mm. Um, There was a virus that was attacking my liver. I didn't know what was going on. I just know that I was feeling really tired. I was falling asleep everywhere. And my urine was, like, super orange. Yeah, I was about to say where you jaundiced. Yes. My eyes were, like, yellow. Yep. Like, I feel like I still got those pictures too, but you know, it was really bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, I ended up checking myself into the ER. My, my principal was like, I used to, you know, I, back in DC, I was teaching. So my principal was like, yo, you need to go to the ER. Like, cause this ain't natural. This ain't normal. So I ended up checking myself in and um, I was down for maybe about three months. I couldn't go to work. Um, I was always tired. I was sluggish. Like for anybody who's ever had an ailment with their liver, like it is no joke, no joke. Um, I speak about this time because the ex-girlfriend at this time, she Mm -hmm. finds out like what I'm going through and she drops everything that she's doing to make sure I'm all right. Oh, wow. So she comes to the hospital to check on me. Once I'm out of the hospital, she comes to my parents' house to make sure I'm straight. You know, um, she's like, you know, checking on me constantly. And through that kind of bond, like, we ended up, um, well, okay. So let me, let me backtrack a little bit. During this time, 
her father also passes away. And so I'm there for her, even though I'm like sick and almost killed over. <laughs> I'm there for her during this time um, when her father passes away. And she's there for me when I'm dealing with this, you know, crazy uh, disease or whatever. And during this time, like I told you, we didn't speak. We need Instagram. We text. We Twitter. We none of that. We both find out that we're about to move to Atlanta. So at this point, it's kind of like, yo, is this fate? You know what I'm saying? Like, it kind of was a no-brainer. Like, she took all of this care for me. I took all of this care for her. And um, through this whole situation, we ended up getting back together, finding some commonality. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so. You got intimate. Yeah. So yeah, and 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 the funny thing is, like during this time, because I actually during this time I started going to counseling because I know that what was going on with me was kind of a um, a symptom of what I was feeling. Sure, you know what I'm saying, like in the whole abuse of alcohol. Um, yeah, and you you oh. throw in there like I was actually. I was taking a supplement and that's kind of why I got to where I was at because if you abuse alcohol and you're taking a supplement that affects your liver, yeah. like it's a bad cocktail and, and I really could have died. Oh, wow. Sure. Cause it sure. can't process the supplement. Exactly. And, yeah. and the liver, I mean, and the, uh, the alcohol in your liver. So, so while you have this liver disease, are you still drinking? No, I stopped drinking. Okay, I stopped drinking. Good. Yeah, I, I stopped drinking. I'm only drinking water at this time. Mm. Um, and I'm just trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, she and I are together, you know what I'm saying? She's helping me through this this rough time or whatever. And so um, fast forward until I'm about to leave. Right? I'm about to leave D.C. and I'm about to move to Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll start with my ex-girlfriend, who is my current girlfriend at the moment. She calls me while I'm at work, and she's like, yo, are you busy? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I mean, I'm busy. I got kids right now or whatever, but they're looking at a video, and, you know, I got a little bit of time. Like, what's going on? And she's like, you know, I got something to tell you. I was like, oh, uh, shoot. You know, let me... Yeah. And... In an unconventional way, she basically lets me know that I'm about to be a father. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, a, I'm okay. ecstatic. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, to go back and again in the story, like, she and I had lost a child before. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? And at this point, you don't know about the other kids. Am I correct? So You don't know about the other pregnancies. So when I say I don't know, um, I don't, right? So let me let me back up in the story a little bit or whatever. So um and this part is important because I didn't realize it at the time, but New Jersey is trying to create a relationship out of this whole situation. Texting. Yeah. Phone so, calls. Yeah. She's trying to and so 
in December while I'm in California. Um, she sends me a text message and she's like, yo, we need to just be together. Like, I really like you and I know you feeling me too. And it's that the third. And I'm like, uh, you cool, but I'm really not. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, you know, not not no shade, but like you know, I just really I, I thought she. Was I mean, cool the people. girl. I mean, you done met most of her family. Right, I mean, right. the only thing the only thing left to do is right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so she she's very upset by this. You know what I'm saying? She's like, you know, well, um, because one of the first things I told her when when she and I met, I was like, well, not when we met, but like when we kind of started talking and it. Like the the lines kind of got blurred between like we working together as artists and you know we like mm-hmm. you know traveling and some, yeah yeah traveling and some mm-hmm. other stuff. So I was like, yeah, we all adults. I hope right, right, right. Nobody under thirteen <laughs> listening to the podcast, but if you are, thank you for right. Listening. We we uh, was crying. So mm-hmm. um, I let her know. I was like, "Yo, I'm 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 not too far removed from a relationship, so I ain't really like looking for no. So if that's the move you're trying to pull right here, like I'm good. Um, okay. So, so 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 let's fast forward a little bit to how you found out about all three of them. Okay, so I'll I'll start with. I'll start with New Jersey because that's where I was, right? You know what I'm saying? With that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I told her I wasn't Studio Fit. Yeah, Studio Fit. Mm-hmm. So when I told her I wasn't interested while I was in Cali, she brought up like being pregnant. Oh. Mm. Right? And so in the way that she did it, you know, it sounded like some kind of spiteful, like I'm going to throw this out here just to throw it out there. Mm. You know, um, I'm sure she'll have a different story about this part right here, but we would love to talk to all. all oh three. yeah. Like, like that would be the greatest podcast in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but so from my, from my vantage at this point, she's like, you know, well, I'm not really, I'm not accepting this. I'm not accepting that you're not liking me in this way because I look like this and any man will want to be with me and this and the third. And I'm just like, uh, well, I told you, you know what I'm saying? Like my whole position when, you know, things turn, turn physical. So it, it, it wasn't about her, her looks per se. Nah. It was. Hang on it just was a just... second. Sorry. My, my washer is making a noise. Okay. That's your washer? Yo, that's fancy. (laughs) What brand is that? Fancy. That's a Samsung washer? It's LG. Oh, I knew it was either Samsung or LG. (laughs) Nice washer. Fancy. That's nice. That washer is nice. That washer is very nice. In every sense. Very Mm -hmm. nice. It's pleasant. Sound like the ice cream truck. Okay. (laughs) So... Now, now, you, Studio Fail, New Jersey, yeah. uh, should be a place. Let's let's just put that out there now. Now, Studio Fail, New Jersey, yeah. Uh, you, it wasn't about her looks. No, it wasn't about her looks. Obviously, I mean, you were intimate with this woman. Right. Well, it wasn't. A, I wait, mean, wait, she, wait. She, she was wait, an attractive wait. woman, like. Jethro, so yeah. she's so. I'm sorry. Is she saying 
is she saying that you aren't like going for it because of what she looks like? Oh no, 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 that's not it. You know, because she really is an attractive woman. Yeah, okay, okay. She couldn't accept the fact that because she's an attractive woman that I wouldn't want to go for it. Oh. So it was more of a glaring insecurity than uh than than anything. Right. Okay. So that's that's studio film. Right. Flash meet my family. Yeah. What what when is it what month is this that you find out about you like really find well you found out about she was pregnant. So yes. I didn't really find out about my daughter until she was four months. She was four months old. Okay. January of twenty fifteen. Okay. You know. Well, so the last conversation you had with New Jersey is that she was pregnant. But Well, so... Yeah, that she's pregnant, but not necessarily that you're the father, right? Right. Well, so so she mentions being pregnant, right? And this is why, like, this part of the story is kind of murky. Um, because she mentions being pregnant, not in a way of, like, hey, you about to be a daddy. It's in a, hey, like, what if I tell you this? Like, are you gonna you gonna want to be with me? Oh, okay. And so, I at this point, she could have obviously known that she was pregnant, right? Because, um, I, like I said, my daughter was conceived in November. This is December, but part of me feels like she she couldn't have known at that point, at the point that she made mm. that statement. Okay, she couldn't so, have known what. She couldn't have known that she was pregnant yet. Oh, okay. Your daughter was born in August, yeah, right? August, August of 2014. And so if we do the math, that's the eighth month. Uh-huh. Baby was conceived in November, December-ish? Right. Oh, baby was conceived in, in November. Okay. And so... And you were in Cali. I was in Cali middle of December. Middle of December. Yeah. Okay. And so this is at, this is at the point, like, because after November, she and I didn't really talk much, but she mm. couldn't phantom like she, you know, why don't you want to talk to me? Like, why don't you want to date me? Why don't you want to be with me? So, all right. So, Callie, how do we find out about you? Can't she can't fathom, etc. And then. Um, yeah, you, you you still in studio studio fail? Yeah, studio fail. Okay, sorry. Um, she can't fathom us not being together or whatever. And so, you know, um, it that point that becomes a point of contention at that point, right? And so we stop speaking at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, yo, I don't know what you want. Like. Because she she really started to get angry and she couldn't understand like I'm this attractive woman and you know guys want to be with me and I'm choosing you and why wouldn't you want to be with me? Oh, it's like uh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Okay. Yeah. So so we transition past that and that's how that whole conversation about being pregnant started. Okay. Not certain that she and, and it's, you, it's you, you didn't have confirmation, I, is what you yeah, said. Yeah, I didn't have confirmation. Okay. So, um, to to move forward in the story to Cali or whatever, um, she and I actually had a conversation before I, 
I left California. And she was like, you know, we've been cool all this time. You know, I think you are, you know, a a great guy. And I would love for us to date. Now, this was like on the heels of having this conversation with um, Studio Phil, New Jersey. Sure. And I'm like. This is college friends saying. This is is college friends saying. Yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> I just had this conversation like I'm not trying to have it again and one because like she and I were like actually cool yeah. you know what I'm saying like and so that's harder I explained to her like eh, I'm good like nah I'm you know and you give it up as if you were like you, you know you're making love to the woman yeah. that you don't want to have a relationship with this is true okay stop stop I it. gotta stop doing stop it, it. Yeah. stop that you stop it <laughs> Stop it. Stop being a thousand. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. So she and I had this conversation and um, you know, at this point, like to have these conversations kind of back to back like this, I'm like, uh, it's it's cringeworthy. So um college friend. Once I get back home, she's hit me up because we had this conversation in California. And I'm like, yeah, nah, yeah. we're good. You know what I'm saying? And and she wasn't happy with it or whatever, but you know, she and I were cool and we were we were able to you get continue past your that. conversation. Right. Um, so when we when I got back to DC and, and in hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty, she reached out to me a few times and I didn't answer because I didn't want to have that conversation again. I didn't want to like retouch that or whatever. And then I was going through the whole, like I said, the whole issue, you know, with my liver. Mm. Um, so there was a brief moment where, I mean, not a brief moment, but there was like a moment where like, she was like, you know, I guess. So I know this now, but at the time I didn't know where she just stopped calling or whatever and was like, well, he ain't answering my calls. He returning my text messages or whatever. So, like, I'm just not going to reach out to him. Okay. So, fast forward to June of 2014. I found out about my youngest son, Jack. I'm ecstatic or whatever. Um, his, his mother and I at the time, you know, are together. And I'm hyped. This is the, the caregiver slash her father just passed. Yes. Yes. Right. So we hype about it. Um and And you're together at this time? Yeah, we're t- we're, we're together at this time. Yeah. She's living in Atlanta and I'm about to move to Atlanta in 2 weeks. Right. Yeah. Um a, a quick caveat to this story. <laughs> this <laughs> is when my man Monroe was was about to make his entrance to the world. I spent a lot of time, you know what I'm saying, over over the house with my man L and Tia, you know, at that time, you know. Um, especially when I found out I was about to be a dad. You were the first person I told, actually. Yep. You were yep. the very first person I told, you know what I'm saying? So um Don Corleone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um <clears throat> Right after I found out about, you know, my youngest son, Jack, um, I found out about my middle son, Masai. Um, And this wasn't necessarily, like, 
in retrospect, this wasn't the first time the idea of him was introduced, mm. but this was the first time I had found out about him. Okay. You know, um, and it was so you, essentially you weren't you weren't uh, there through the pregnancy of the one in in New Jersey uh, or the one in Cali, right? Because you weren't privy to or fully privy to fully yeah fully uh, fully privy to the, the process, right? Um, so and this part right here is like like you know I I guess the most the, the roughest part because um in finding out about you know, my summer side or whatever, like, um, kids are a blessing. But mm-hmm. the idea of having two women pregnant at the same time is very scary. It's very mm-hmm. scary. As it should be. You know what I'm saying? And sure. I didn't know how to navigate it. I, I didn't feel I could talk to my then girlfriend at the time who was pregnant with my youngest son. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm-hmm. Who in my mind at first was my only son, mm-hmm. um, and it was you know it, it it was like I remember them phones. Yeah, you may you right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying when I first moved to Atlanta, like um, it it, it was very rough. You know what I'm saying. The like, second time you called me, I was like, "Am I having deja vu? Right, was right. I here before? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the con- same conversation right. twice?" So let me fast forward to that, right? Because that part of the story is very interesting. Um, and if we were to get Studio Phil, New Jersey, in on this conversation, she would have a, a kind of a difference of, like, you know, vantage. Mm-hmm. Sure. So fast forward to... Let's try to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to really push for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, when I tell you, okay. like, all of us are at, at a point of harmony... Um, there's still some healing that needs to be done, obviously. You know what I'm saying? But sure. You know. And and, and I want to get to that because it speaks to who you are as as a, as a man now today in 2019. Uh-huh. But 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 let's let's go back to how uh, I found out about I found, how how, well, I, how, how you I broke really it to found out about the league. Or, sure. or you, like when I broke it to girlfriend well, did Ooh. we discover how how you, when you how you found out about Aaliyah and how you found out about how, how you found out about Masai? Yeah, so did, did, I just did, I just told you about like you know Masai finding out about right. Masai or whatever. So um, that was a very tough conversation with caregiver ex girlfriend. I'm sure you know that was a very that was a very tough conversation. She just had her first baby boy. Well, she didn't. Well, for Masai, she hadn't had him yet. She right. had just found out that she oh, was pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay. And so, oh, the conversation oh. about this, like, not only While was she's it pregnant. uncomfortable, you know. Oh. Um, so part of this, I have to let her tell that that part. I got to let her tell that part. But it was such an uncomfortable conversation that we both walked away from it, like in tears. And upset, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and and you know, for her, rightfully so. Um, we both looking at this thing like this is about to be our first child. It didn't happen for us that first time. We had a name picked out. We was ready, and Word. you know, we miscarried. And then to have this come about, you know, what I'm saying like it's a blessing. Word. We hype about it, but then to find out like. 
there's a possibility that I have a son in California was devastating for both of us. Mm. So, um, that conversation again, like it, it wasn't easy. It was very difficult. Like, you know, a lot of feelings like, you know, spawned off of that conversation. And so, um, yeah, man. To, but let me, let me fast forward to January when 2014, 2015, 2015, when, okay. So right now Masai is three months old. His -hmm. birthday is September 17th. Aaliyah is four months old. Her birthday is August 2nd. So she's here now. And at this point, I'm no longer on social media. Mm Mm-hmm. I still have the same phone number. I've had the same phone number since I've, I've had a cell phone, okay. which is like 2003. But um, Studio Phil, New Jersey, reaches out to um, caregiver. caregiver ex-girlfriend mm. to find out what she's up to. Dude, they, they don't know each other. They don't know each other. They've never spoken. They've never had a conversation. And she's like, yeah, I see that, you know, you are a few months from delivering um, and the guy that you're about to have a child with, he has a four-month-old. So. Yeah. Now she knows about Masai and now she's getting this message from another, from another woman, woman about another that child. you have a four month old baby, yeah. right? And this is after she hears about um, your uh, the other one, Masai. So, so to even go past that, this isn't even after she well, this is after she hears about him, yeah. but in November of 2014, which is two months before this event, we both actually hear from DDS that Masai is my child. Mm-hmm. He's my son. Okay. Same DNA, 99.99999%. You confirmed it. That yeah. I'm the daddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so... And he's... Um, sorry, he's the son of... He's the son of college friend. Of college friend, yeah. Yeah. California. Yes. Your college friend. So, you know, Except that we knew, you know, we knew that it was a possibility to get taken on the chin, you know. Well, for me, taking on the chin. But January was devastating. Um, to go back to January or December, December 2013, January 2014, I would have never imagined that what um, Studio Phil said to me would have been real. You know, and partly because during that whole span, there was no conversation. There was no, hey, uh, you need to come to an appointment. You the daddy. Like, there was none of that. So, in me, there was a belief that, you know what I'm saying? Oh, she just said that because she was trying to, you know, this was a move she was trying to pull. So 
to hear this and to reflect back on that moment like was surreal mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um so 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 let's take us to the take the day that uh caregiver got the message okay so caregiver gets the message and caregiver calls you know one of my really good friends black bobby you know black bobby shout out to black yeah. bobby my man black yeah. bobby so black bobby is like what he and because he know he already knows about the situation with you right, know, right. my son and Callie. And he's like, no. He was like, you know, listen, you need to pull him now. Don't let this fly. Don't let this, you know, be a couple of days before you talk to him about it. Pull him now. She and I had just came from the very last appointment before um the, uh... you know the whole birthing yeah. process was supposed to go on. Sure, sure. So, um, I remember, I vividly remember this. She's like, yo, meet me right here on Piedmont in Atlanta. It's like the South Buckhead section of Piedmont where the Amtrak station is. Um, uh-huh. Like, we got to discuss something. Uh-oh. So, she actually shows me the messages and I'm like nah so I call her immediately and she was like yes you have a child this that and the third and I'm like nah one because my number hadn't changed Mm. and two because like in retrospect there was and again, this is a conversation that she would have to speak to, but there was someone acting as if they were the father through the whole point of oh wow the pregnancy. What? Like to the point where they went on a baby moon and everything. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yep. And so, well, and this is in retrospect, so this didn't come out during that conversation. Um, so, like, that, that part was kind of curious. And maybe, like, it, it was one of those things where, you know, they ended up finding out afterwards because my baby girl looked just like me. <laughs> like, if you look at my family, my little girl looks just like me. <laughs> Well, she looks more like my big sister, like just in the way that she's constructed. But she got my nose, she got my cheeks, she got my eyes. Wow. You know, and so I'm sure like whoever this other guy was was like, nah, cuz nah. Right. You know. Um so And how old is she when you find out about her? Four months. Okay. Four months. Yep. Um. So yeah. So at this point, um, I'm devastated. You know what I'm saying? Like, I found out I got three kids. I found out they're all over the map. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm trying to keep it together, while also being knee deep in this PhD program. 
Okay, you're already in the PhD program. Yeah, I'm already in it. I I, I entered the PhD program in August of 2014. Right. So I'm like four or five months in. And I'm like, you know, trying to navigate it, trying to like assess my feelings on this whole thing. Yep. I find out. Speci- oh, I, I, sorry, I found I out. A question from earlier: Is that why you moved to Atlanta for the PhD program? So it's why I moved to Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. But in fairness, and this was like my step out on faith, I didn't get accepted into the program until August. Uh, but I moved there in June. Okay. So I had no idea <laughs> if you that I was going to get accepted in that. Right. You know. Okay. But it came through like maybe two weeks before school started. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But you you was you went down there for you know with caregiver. Right. 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 You know so, and at the point that I found out that she was pregnant, it was like, oh well, it's no it's no turning back. You you gotta go now. And not only do you have to go, if you don't get in the school, you gotta figure it out because you're about to be a daddy. Right. Um, small caveat to the story that November of 2014 which was maybe about two weeks after I found out that Masai was actually mine like DNA test found out he was mine mm-hmm. um, caregiver and I well caregiver and I got engaged mm. yep um and it was one of those things we were finding out this information and we were like and it was one of those things where like if you don't want to lose her you got to do it I got you you know so in that moment it was done for the wrong reason oh it was done for the wrong reason sure you know um and this is that oh, part. Oh, I get it. I get it. It's the thing where, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't want to uh-huh. do it because otherwise you'll lose her. That is different right. from having the positive intention of wanting to be with her. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And at the time, mm-hmm. like at the time, like we were going through a lot because there was there was a lot of emotion through this whole situation and. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of emotion through this whole situation. It was like, you know, we were at odds frequently. Right. But I felt like, okay, this is the fix because I want to be with her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and up until the point where we actually find out that, like, no, this this boy is yours. Yeah. Like, okay. Um there was like some optimism of, okay, so, you know, and I hate to speak on this part yeah. now because we're past it, but if he's not yours, then, okay, we breathe a sigh of relief and we can continue about life in the way that we planned it. Right. You know. Mm. Now, uh, Jeffro, you are pro-choice. Um, are you I'm not? definitely pro-choice. Okay, as opposed to pro. Oh yeah, nah. As opposed to it's funny too. Like, 
And I heard Charlemagne say this uh, a couple of weeks ago on, on the Breakfast Club. Like everybody's pro life until, <laughs> uh, okay. Maybe oh, not say. me. No, no, no. Well, so I heard somebody just. Well, well I, you, you quote. I, yeah, I know. I probably shouldn't quote Charlemagne, but <laughs> at the moment, I felt this too because I was like, "Yo, why would anybody want?" Like, think about my my perspective. Like, I had a child who we miscarried. Yeah. You know, and so my own feeling about it was like, well, why would anybody want to get rid of their child? Oh, yeah. Other than, you know, sexual abuse or rape. Why would anybody want to get rid of their child? Yeah. And it wasn't until these moments, and this is me being very transparent, and you already know, Uh El, we appreciate I love it. my kids. I love my kids. Absolutely. I love Leah. Let me I love tell you something. Let me tell you something, Jack. man. Let me tell you something, man. If you, if you, if after all I know you and you turn out to be a deadbeat dad, I couldn't fuck with you. And so th- th- that part right there, I was going to wait to the end of the episode to kind of say this, but. I don't have no friends as deadbeat dads. Let's put this, that out there. If you think you're a friend of me and you're a deadbeat father, go fuck This is son. why I got the best friends in the world. <laughs> and I'm going I'm to highlight four of y'all because. There's no way that UL or Black Bobby or Dirt or Bear would have allowed me to be a deadbeat dad. No, there way. was no way that was going to happen. I remember. I, Shout even out when to I the told, support network. Oh, l- listen, like these Absolutely. these dudes are the best. I whoop right, your right, ass. Right. You big, but I whoop your ass. <laughs> these dudes are the best friends that. Any anybody can have because they're not like they didn't allow me to feel like a victim at all through this whole situation. Now, and I will say, I would I would have loved to have been more of an intervention for you during the time right. where you were, you know, experiencing that alcoholism right. and you know, I, for me, it was we're hanging out, you know, we're doing social mm-hmm. things. Uh, when I saw you, it didn't appear as problematic and you i mean to be fair you masked a lot mm-hmm. of the, the pain that came right. with it you know what i mean like what? it just it, it didn't appear to me at the time you know we in it we were right. having a good time we were going back and forth to new right. york yeah, exactly forming and coming back here and having a good ass exactly. time and i my regret there is that i wasn't a bigger intervention during well, that no. time I, if i if, had i known i would and that, and, and that's the thing and, and i know that I know that if you had known, you would have been like, you know, kind of my, you know, the, the the biggest person pushing me to make sure I got help and all that. But sure. the thing is, I ain't know. I ain't know what I was battling. I ain't know what I was dealing with, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I know that I, like, in my mind, turn up. We turning up. It right. wasn't a thing of like, yo, no, you were dealing with depression. Yeah, and this depression is making you consume a little more alcohol to numb the pain of whatever you're dealing with. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the next day you're doing the same thing, and it's like becoming frequent. And this is when I realized it was really a problem. True. I had, I had hidden a bottle of Velikov vodka in my trunk. Mm. And after I got off work, and this was like maybe the end of November, beginning of December of 2013. After I got off work, it was a pint. 
I downed a whole pint of vodka, right? Mm. And I just didn't want to feel what I was feeling. And I, I can look right. back on that now and be like, yo, wow, like, that's really why I did that. But at that point, it was like, oh, we about to go to happy hour. I'm, I'm about to meet my boys down at uh, Aleros. We about to, we about to turn <laughs> up. Oh, Too many oh, yeah. Aleros. Too many Aleros. Right. <laughs> in Boy, the, so, I'm talking the... about 2 o'clock uh-huh. in the afternoon, just street? drunk. Yes. On, on, yes. Same for you. Cheap margaritas. Uh-huh. They they they're not they're not the best. They ain't let's, the, nah, let's not kid ourselves. Kid ourselves. <laughs> but they cheap and effective. Uh-huh. So, yeah. um, I didn't know it. I ain't know it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out yeah, to right. <laughs> <laughs> bro. We've been there too many times to count. <laughs> yeah, man. But no, for sure. In all in all seriousness, it's it's just you know. Yeah. I, I want so I wanted you to tell this the story of how this came to be. Right. I want to humanize you yeah. uh beyond the stereotypical uh man that has birthed multiple kids with multiple right. women, but also um you know, just to kinda everything isn't always in black and right. white. Right. Yeah. Things occur it's some gray in certain frequencies. Yeah, yeah there's a there's a lot of gray areas. Um, so let's fast forward to present day. Right. You now have a working relationship with all three moms. When I, when I tell you I have a very good relationship with all three of them, you know, and okay. you, it, was, it, it wasn't it always, wasn't this, always way. this way. And you've been like present. I've, I've, you've I've lived been, through. I, we went to Plainfield, yes. New Jersey. I took the trek with my man uh-huh. because uh, it's, it's a trek. It's, it is definitely oh a hike. God. Yes. Um, and we went, and we—I mean, we used to always go to New York anyway. Right. So we just took it, took opportunity to also be in New York, uh-huh. but uh, to visit your daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Aaliyah. she's beautiful, uh, very energetic, very charismatic girl. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I don't know if we want to talk about that experience. Nah, we, but we, nah, we, we both should talk about it because you have okay. a different perspective from on. like what I had because I wasn't downstairs when. First off, I didn't know anything about Plainfield, New Jersey, so somebody told me you shouldn't be in Plainfield, uh-huh. New Jersey. Uh, we took two trains, uh-huh. a bus, and something else to and get wa- there and look, from and New York. A mile. And walked a mile from uh-huh. the train station to the house Yeah, in Plainfield, where some people told us we weren't supposed right. to be <laughs> And um, we get there, and it's already awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know what I mean. I'm I'm sort of like third willing, but also just there, just kind of like support. show support. Yeah. I'm family, yeah. you know what I mean. This is my man's family. I, I'm trying to make and that's family, your God, right? Yeah. Absolutely, Don Corleone. <laughs> and <laughs> we get there, we sit in the living room, and you know it's me, uh, New Jersey, and the daughter, and my man Jeffro. And we're just, you know, sitting there having conversations, talking, and it's all, it's all love. It's all mm-hmm. good. And now uh, Aaliyah wants to show Jeffro her room and play upstairs, mm-hmm. which kind of leaves me in New Jersey downstairs, uh, just kind of hanging, kicking it, you know, chalk, talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's cool. Uh, she's all right. Uh, her mom, it, it almost looked like her mom just Busting the door, <laughs> kicking the door, waving the. Her, her mom comes. I'm telling her mom came in with this face on her, like something stink outside. 
And he, she's first thing, where he at? Where he at? I heard he was here. Where he at? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> she came in hot. Wait, 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 wait. Where he at? Talking about Jeffro. Talking about where Jeffro. Where Jeffro? New Jersey's mom. Oh. Yeah. I, we we both go to Plainfield, New Jersey to visit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Jersey's mom makes a pop up appearance this at is, the house. I'm while... sorry, but this is instance number three of Studio Fail slash Here's My Family. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm meeting. Right. <laughs> Where you at? That's my first. And then she looked at me kind of funny, like, who is this? This ain't him. Where you at? <laughs> And so I tell her who I am and that you're upstairs with the light, you know, with the Leah uh, playing and, and um, you know, right. whatever. So she's kind of looking me up and down and, and she's trying to get a feel for who I am, but also who are you right. and what kind of dude you are. Mm-hmm. And she she's just saying a bunch of stuff. It all culminates to me having to say at some point, I personally vouch for this man. This is why we're here. So that he can be accountable. That's mm-hmm. that's really what it came down to. That the conversation between me and New Jersey. Yeah. Family. To which point she then goes upstairs to you. Now I don't know what happened. Okay, there. so I, I'll pick up from right there. So she comes upstairs, and she's saying a lot of things that are inaudible, right? Right. And so inaudible because she's not not saying them loudly or incoherent. Yeah, or incoherent. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not the guy that's going to tell her like, yo, listen, like get out of my face or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I'm just not that. Right. So I'm trying to hear what she's saying, but I'm also, my daughter is ecstatic. Like she's super happy to see me. You know what I'm saying? Like right. she just wants to, to soak up all the time that we have to spend together. So. Mom is like continuing to talk, and you know, I had to to hold her. I was like, "Yo, listen, I will give you my number. You can call me. We can talk about this thing. We can hash it out." I said, "But this time right here is precious, and this is the only time that I have to spend with my daughter at this moment." I was like, "Please let me just spend this time with my daughter, and I promise you, I, I listen." You can give me your number. I'll give you a call. Like, I'm not going to curve you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, right. I'm, I can call you. So she respected that. She respected that. Right. So, um. <laughs> so she came back downstairs. Yeah, she came back downstairs. Well, and yeah, that was at the point. She went back downstairs. And I'm not. What did she do when she came back down there? So she comes back downstairs and she's kind of mellow at that point, and but she's still kind of having a conversation, a general conversation about uh, their family and uh, how there's some. I, I'm trying to remember the conversation, but it basically went on to like how she got some crazy family members that may have done some illegal things uh, nearby. Uh, and, <laughs> one of those, it, yeah. So I'm sitting there just kind of in awe of what's going on. It's kind of an out-of-body experience. Like, it's a weird room to be in because obviously, you know, I, I'm you playing with your daughter. I'm not going to interrupt yeah. that. I'm just there for support right. at that point, and, you know what I mean, to try to keep things going. And uh, so eventually you both come back downstairs and everything's cool. We ended up leaving, and, and, and it was yeah, all good. Yeah, it was all good until the next day. I'm, I'm not going to run about that. 
Well, it's notable that uh, there have been several attempts, right, right to uh, connect and see his yeah, daughter. Yeah, that yeah. haven't always they haven't, they haven't always uh, been welcome. Materialized. Yeah, they haven't always been welcome. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And sure. So, but so you have made a strides to see all of your children, and at some point bring all of your children to where man. You want. When I tell you that, um, I wasn't a crier. As you know, as a kid, I wasn't a crier coming up or whatever. In the last year, I've cried like a baby because my kids have been able to like see, touch, and experience each other. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm gonna give the first instance or whatever. So, Aaliyah, I was able to get Aaliyah to come down the second week of August, like the weekend after her birthday, and mm-hmm. I took Jack to DC. And Jack and Aaliyah, this was the first time they met. Um, mm-hmm. Aaliyah had just turned four. Jack was three. And they played together and they got along famously. Aww. And when I tell you, like, mm-hmm. that made my heart warm. I cried like a baby. Aww. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that was everything to me. So fast yeah. forward to this past March. Masai's mom flies here to Atlanta. And um, I was able to um, take Masai to meet Jackson, who was my youngest son. Mm-hmm. And they played together. Jackson showed him all his toys. <laughs> and, like, I cried uncontrollably because, like, this was my... Look, if I was going to be put in this situation... My dream is for it to be harmony all around. My kids to get along, for their mothers to get along, for it to be right. a situation where everybody, y'all might have your own families, y'all might have your husbands, y'all might have other kids, but we can all sit in a room and celebrate these kids who they ain't asked. Are now, yeah, they now. They, they here. here. They ain't asked to be here. And and what you did was take accountability and and responsibility for your creation. Oh, indeed. You know what I'm saying. And and it, it took a lot of self reflection because at the time, like, and and let me commend you for being the type of friend that you are. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of a lot of folks out here, and I'm not gonna say men or women or whatever, but a lot of folks out here have friends who will tell you what you want to hear, and who will stroke your ego. Who will, sure. you know what I'm saying, just tell you like the stuff that, that kind of make you feel good. Feed your right, demons. Right. You were you, Black Bobby, um, Dirt and Bear were all of my friends who were like, listen, you in this rut, but these kids gotta live and they gotta eat. You need to get up out of it. We we gave you the uh, uh, Mr. Yeah, Clark yeah, right, on top right. of the roof talk. You smoke crack. You smoke crack, don't you? The what? Kill yourself right. expeditiously. What? You smoke crack, right. don't you? Right. You killing your brain cells. You killing, your brain, killing cells. your brain cells. <laughs> you never seen Lean on Me on the phone? Not. Oh no. Oh, we okay, gotta have, we gotta have a field trip. I'm gonna uh, strap you into a conference I'll be room. Home the last and of turn on Lean on Me. All right, as long as it's not. Conference room six. Lean on me is. Uh, oh, I've heard uh, of it. It is our. 
it's part of high school. It's part of the black lexicon. It's part of the black universe, right? Of movies, I feel like I've seen Lean on Me more than I've seen Friday, more than I've seen Boys in the Hood, more than I've seen Men's Society. I've watched Lean on Me because it is in some variation on TV all the time, Uh, all the time, and I know lines of that movie. Morgan Freeman don't get enough roses for that movie. He doesn't. Mr. Clark, uh, Joe AKA Clark. Uh, Joe Clark, aka Batman, <laughs> aka right. Crazy Joe. They used to call me Crazy Joe. Okay, now they call me Batman. Now they call me Batman. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, shout yeah. out to Morgan Freeman if yes, you're listening. Yes. <laughs> Morgan Freeman okay. is definitely listening. <laughs> <laughs> He's the voice uh-huh. of God. <laughs> uh, so okay. Um, this this has been. A long story, yeah. but a worthy listen. Yeah. Uh, there are people out there um, who are birthing kids mm-hmm. at a rapid race, uh, as a, at a rapid rate, and discarding them as though they are yeah. humans. Um, that's that's you right. know, I can't I can't imagine being in that position. But I am glad that you are a type of brother that took care. Uh, or is trying to actively take care of your responsibilities. Yeah. Um, and is pro-choice yeah. and respected the fact that these women uh, made a choice. And you know, shout out to the moms for being strong. Yeah. And that's, um, holding that's, it that's down. That's one thing. I and you know, I I, I I told these stories. I made sure I you know was respectful. But one of the things I have to say is that all three of these women. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've had my issue with all three of them at some point. All three of these women have held it down while mm-hmm. while I've been mm-hmm. in school. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can imagine a situation where it's like, PhD? I don't care about these PhD. Like, these kids gotta right. eat. Yep. You know what I'm saying? These kids, right. they need health care. They need this, that, and the third. Can't eat right, their degrees. Right. and so they they really held it down and i gotta commend all three of them because of this because um they could have forced me to leave school and not accomplish what i set out to accomplish and they've all like they've all been a good sport about it you know like i said i've had my issues with each of them about something um Mm -hmm. but like they they all like they all have been tremendous women and and really like taking the flag up for this whole thing. You Word. know what I'm saying? And I, I just appreciate. Shout it. out yeah. to them. And we, let's see if we can try to get them on the show at some yeah. point to tell their versions of the stories. Uh-huh. And um, that I think that'll make for for an interesting episode. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a good one though. Under Palmer, you have any any? Uh, thoughts comments questions i just want to say thank you so much jethro like for really? sharing because oh yeah not easy stuff to share i don't think and no nah, it's not no you know what i'm saying it's not because like for me like i always want to this is what i had to let go of i always want to be looked at in a good light yes and i've made some some very like trash decisions <laughs> you know what i'm saying to where i, I can't be looked at in that group like but but who has right yeah. right no you know <laughs> anybody listening to this and they think that you spotless think that you just squeaky clean You're I, not. Challenge. I yeah. know and and like it takes a lot to admit that stuff to yourself 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. On to other people. Yeah. So um, I thank you for making yourself vulnerable to this, Jeffro. I've always wanted to have this conversation with you, man, and just get recorded. And, you know, one day your kids will hear, hear this, and this will be the honest truth, your truth to God's yeah. ears, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we're going to keep it moving, man. Let's see if we can set up uh, a recording with the, with the moms, and we'll go I've, from there. I've, but, I've reached uh, out to all three, you know what I'm saying? And, and there's, yeah. like, there's one, possibly two, that's willing. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. And so that's, yeah, when we that's can good. set it up, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll let them have their piece or whatever. I'll let them tell their their side of the story. And, sure. you know what I'm saying? We can go from there. Uh, the I Care Too Much podcast, uh, we are pro-choice. We are pro-mind. I'm a right. business. <laughs> uh, and, um, but we're also a comfortable space where uh, we can come and have these these hard conversations. And, and let 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 our brothers and sisters tell their stories, right? So um, we're going to sign off right now. Um, any shout outs you want to give? Anything before we go? Um, let me shout out the the Fields to the Real podcast. Fields yeah. to the and, Real, and, all and day specifically long. Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage yes. Coach, because um, she's helped me out tremendously since I've been you know, just trying to figure out like what's next and what I'm supposed to do or whatever. So, um, I got to shout her out. Word. Yeah. Word. We're going to go ahead and put that spot here too for the field to the real podcast. And, um, yeah, man. So, you know how we got to do it. We got to go off with peace. peace. AM PM. It's critical. Hey, this is LT from the I Care Too Much podcast. And I want to give a special shout out to another new podcast out there on the scene called Feel to the Real. My brother Jethro, my co-host for the I Care Too Much podcast, is also on another podcast talking about his true passion, which is sports and current sports news. Uh, shout out to his co-host Stephanie, uh, who also uh, gives a tremendous uh, a perspective uh, on sports and current sports news. Uh, really appreciate y'all for doing what you do and I want to give a special shout out to them on the I Care Too Much podcast we see you, we salute you peace